1: Welcome to Healing with Dr. George, The Power of Chicano Latinx Art. This is a podcast that explores the themes of self and community healing, whether as an artist, curator, collector, or admirer. I am your host, Dr. George Jesus Mesa, a Chicano clinical psychologist with a passion for promoting and preserving Chicano Latinx art. I am working in conjunction with our partners at www.latinoarte.com, an online marketplace that showcases and promotes the work of Chicano Latinx artists throughout the United States. Our guests for the podcast will include celebrated artists, collectors, curators, and influencers who will share their experiences and perspectives on Chicano Latinx art as we explore the themes of self and community healing through Chicano Latinx art. I would like to welcome today's guest, Yolanda Gonzalez. Yolanda Gonzalez is an award-winning Los Angeles-based Chicana artist who works in ceramics, drawing, and painting. She is a descendant of a family of artists whose work can be traced back to 1877. At age eight, Yolanda received a paint set from her grandmother, which started her interest in the arts. Her work has been exhibited in museums and galleries throughout the United States, Mexico, Spain, Japan, Scotland, and South Africa to name a few. Yolanda currently works out of her studio space, Ma Art Gallery in Alhambra, California. Welcome to our esteemed guest, Yolanda Gonzalez. Yolanda, can you tell us about your roots? What was your childhood like, family of origin, etc.?
2: Yes, good morning, George. Um well I, I come from a family of artists uh dating back to 1877 and my great grandfather, my grandmother, my mother uh and my childhood was um was very interesting. I was very uh I was a very uh, quiet little girl, uh very introspective and um I lived very much in uh a family of a, a fantasy world. Um, filled with color and imagination. And uh, I sometimes think that I still live in that space, which excites me. Um, and so being raised with a family of artists, um, I think has very much uh, brought some very exciting um, energy and creativity to my life.
1: So, you realized at four years old that you had an interest in art. How did your journey start to develop your skills at that age as a young artist?
2: Well, I think the journey of art and creativity has many facets it's It's really fascinating how much we as human beings take in um, visually and Uh, Audio, sense of smell, all of those senses I think really add um, texture and color to who we are. So, as a young lady, as a little girl, I would notice the strangest things and the strangest textures. One being uh, my father, who was an interior design uh, uh, designer, uh, I would always look at his sample books and the textures of those materials. And I would run my finger across them and just was fascinating with uh, the textures on them and how they felt and how they looked, And I probably would would smell them because I smell mostly everything. Um, And so I find that all of those um, experiences that I had as a little girl, have added to my exploration and my creativity as an artist. So all of those layers of sensory are added into my painting now as an adult. Um, So it's been a long journey. It's been, you know, over 50 years of exploring textures and medium and and touch. And um, all of that has made me who I am today.
1: Yolanda, who were your early art mentors, and how did they influence your journey as an artist?
2: Well, I would say my my grandmother was definitely a mentor. She sat me down at the age of eight uh, to paint with her. Um, I remember that she took me to Save On. I think CVS was Save On back then. Uh, Save On was CVS. What is CVS now? Uh, she took me to a Save On, and they sold. Art supplies at Savon, and they had water a, a oil paint set. And I mean, thinking back now, I'm, I I find it fascinating that Savon was selling um, oil oil paint sets. You know, unfortunately, you don't see that anymore. You see those little watercolor sets. Well, I'm sorry. So she took me to Savon, and she bought an oil uh, oil paints. We went home. And on a little round oval, actually, wooden um, piece of wood, we painted those uh, señoras walking up a hill with baskets on their heads, and we it was a little collaboration between both of us, and uh, that was that was the beginning. That was the beginning of what I, I I needed to to continue my path as an artist, and definitely Van Gogh has always been. Uh, one of my favorite artists as well. I I absolutely um, love his uh, sensibility and his texture and his paintings and his um his intensity. Uh, and when I was in lecturing in Spain um, uh, for Chicano Expressions through South Help Graphics, um, I met the, the, the director of the Tissen Bonamisa M- Museum in Madrid. Spain. And um, it happened to be my birthday. And he opened the museum for me. And he took me on a tour and um, a private tour of the museum. And he said, oh, I'll be right back. You could sit here and, and I'll be right back. I have to go take a call. I sat down and I was in front of a Van Gogh. And I just sat there thinking, I'm in this museum by myself in front of Vincent Van Gogh's work. And the tears started to fall out of my eyes because it was such a beautiful experience, such a beautiful moment. And it was just me and the Van Gogh painting. And I've had several of these very special cathartic moments in my life that have been absolutely beautiful. So definitely Van Gogh and uh, my grandmother, Maggie Margarita López Ibarra.
1: Can you recall your first exposure to Chicano art?
2: I do. Um, I happened to be attending Pasadena Art Center and uh, being taught under Peter Ljoshkov. And Peter Ljoshkov, uh, an amazing artist and teacher, kept saying, Gonzalez, why are you using those primary colors? What? Why do you continue to use those colors? And I really didn't understand why, because he was giving us a European palette, um, and of course I paid no mind to his palette, which I probably should have. Hindsight in hindsight, um, I was introduced to Arturo Jurista, who is a great artist, and I was cutting his hair, and uh, he said, "Hey, Yoli, have you uh, have you been to uh, uh, South Hall Graphics?" And uh, I said, no. So he introduced me to Self-Help Graphics. I went to Self-Help Graphics. I met Sister Karen Bocalero. And uh, I took classes with Irena Cervantes, a watercolor class, and Patsy Valdez, a painting class, and Iloy Torres, a figurative uh, life drawing class. And I met some of the top Chicano artists. um, And that was my first uh, introduction to Chicano art. I had no clue that this movement was so strong and going on in, in East LA uh, because I was at in Pasadena at, at the Pasadena Art Center and um, it was such an, uh, a, a great uh, discovery for me um because it was, it was in a neighborhood where my dad had his business and his company. And, and uh, um, it was, I found a family there. I found a family in in South Hop Graphics and all the artists were very supportive. And, um,
0: It
2: was, that was a complete uh, turnaround for me from Art Center. Art Center was wonderful. And my first exposure to an arts organization and other artists that were uh, similar to myself um, and a bit unique, um, but self-help was family.
1: Interesting. And you had a previous career as an illustrious hairstylist in the Los Angeles area and (laughs) and decided to give that up to become a professional artist. Tell us about that transition.
2: Yes. Well, I was was attending Art Center and uh, I had an injury. And so that injury, um, I wasn't able to... um, I wasn't mobile. So uh, when I was able to... um, Become active again. Uh, the semester at Art Center had already started and I couldn't get in. So, uh, <clears throat> a dear friend of mine, one of my best friends since first grade, Beatriz de Alba, um, is a <clears throat> Oscar winning um, hair and makeup designer. And so she called me and said, Hey, Yola, because she calls me Yola. Hey, Yola. Let's go to uh to Dominic's uh, cosmetology school. And I said, Yeah, yeah, sure, let's go. So Beat- Beatrice uh, Bibi and I went to Dominic's in Whittier, and uh it was run by this wonderful Italian gentleman, uh Dominic, of course. And so <clears throat> I got into hair, hair was my new medium, and I did art shows. Um I'm sorry hair shows and hair competitions. And uh, I would uh, create hair with uh, this beautiful long, uh, friend of mine had long uh, lightened hair and we shaved the side of her head. And I, I created a leopard... Uh, a leopard, um, leopard skin uh, pattern on the side of her head. <laughs> so uh, it was just another medium for me, uh, in the hair, and I was rather good at it. And so I found a little salon in Monterey Park, once I got my license, called Bijin. And it was owned by two Japanese women, um, uh, Betty and Mickey. And um, I started cutting hair then I was there, I think for about eight years and I had a wonderful clientele and I would, uh, uh, was creating the hair. And then I went back to art center. And at some point I just decided that I really wanted to just, um, fulfill myself. I mean, dedicate myself to, to creating art. And, and that's, that's what I, that's what I did. I left, uh, creating, uh, cutting hair and coloring hair. I was a very good colorist and was, I enjoyed it very much. Like I said, it was just, a, it was another another medium in my hands.
1: How did you set out to become a professional artist?
2: Well, the interesting thing is, is what what, um, what defines, George, you know, what defines a professional artist, right? Is it what, I mean, what do, you, what do you think? What is your definition of a professional artist? I'm just really curious.
1: Just off the top of my head, I would, I would suspect or I would define it as someone as yourself who is doing uh, art full-time as a career, who is having uh, multiple shows and multiple opportunities. What, what would your definition be of a professional artist?
2: Okay, I, that's the same thing. I mean, I agree. I I, I agree with that. I think that 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 um, that is a great definition. And and so you ask when when I you know kind of when I became a professional artist and or what what led me to being a professional artist
1: or how you set um, out, how you set out to become a professional artist because you have this amazing career. We know that only what four to five percent of artists are able to make a living solely off of their art. And so not only as a woman, but as a Chicana, you're one of these 5% who's able to have this outstanding career as art. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, how did, that, how did that come to be?
2: You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> I was, um, I created art because I, I love the process of creation. I absolutely love that interaction between myself and a canvas or a paper. And I, I create art because my soul is hungry for that process. And I can't help myself, honestly. So when I started to create art, it was solely to have that experience. And as when I was going to self-help, I um, I had a, some exhibitions and I met a couple named Barry and Jackie Scheinberg. And um, they said uh, they were interested in some work and they said, do you have a studio? And I was living with some friends at the time. I said, no, I, I have a home. It's filled with artwork if you'd like to come see it. And, and they said, absolutely. Can we bring some friends? And I said, um, sure. I, I had no idea of what was going to happen. Um, but I told my roommates there's some people coming over to see my art. And um, you know, so we were prepared when they they showed up. I probably, you know, had some some sodas or water or something. You know, I mean I was really young. I didn't know quite how to host. But they showed up with a group of people and uh must have been Barry Jackie Scheinberg and it was probably uh Espy and Ricardo Valverde uh, the, the, amazing photographer. Uh, it was Luz and Carl Meyerson. Uh, and it was Martha and Charlie of Etia. Uh, and, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was that, that was the, the group and they were called the Kaka Club, the, Calo, the the Chicano Art Collectors Association. So they show up and, um, They bring a bag of Thai food and wine and water and sodas. And, you know, they put out the food and the liquor. And, you know, me and my roommates, I said, well, I guess we're having dinner. And so they were just looking at the art and they essentially started buying the artwork off the walls. And they, you know, we'll take these two. And the other couple would say, we'll take this one and this one. And do you have, you know, can I have that one? And we want to commission you. And, and I, we just sat there, I just sat there in shock because. I had no clue what was about to transpire, and that was the beginning of becoming a professional artist. It was these these patrons of art who um, came to support the arts and an Chicana artist, and that was such a magical um, a magical evening. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my career.
1: You work in ceramics, drawing, watercolor, acrylics. I'm wondering, uh, what do you prefer to work with? What is your preferred medium, and why?
2: The interesting thing is, is I consider um, the medium that I work with, um, the process. I consider I consider them relationships, and so the painting is a different relationship than the ceramic. And uh, the paper is a different relationship than the painting and the ceramic. And so um, I would happen, I, w- I would have to say that they are all very special to me. Um, the ceramic, I would have to say, uh, fascinate me and, and excite me um, because to to have a piece of clay, a piece of, Organic earth in your hands and to create this solid mass is, um, is mind boggling to me and, um, very healing and very exciting. Uh, the painting is, is, uh, is as, as well, but the, the ceramics has me right now. Ceramics has me enamored with it very much so. And, um, you know, The painting is a a very long, you know, 40-year relationship. And the ceramic is a 30-year relationship. But I have not dedicated myself as much to ceramics as I have to my painting. So I would say, I would have to say uh, the ceramics right now, uh, I find to be uh, very exciting and very inspiring. And don't let my painting hear that, though, because... um, it'll definitely be, become jealous about that.
1: <laughs> I love that you consider art your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the challenges do you think uh, Chicana artists face that are different from, say, Chicano men?
2: Oh, um, I, I think that's a difficult uh, uh, question because... I have run into difficulties and many challenges, but as I live my life, I find them uh, uh, learning experiences. And And are they difficult? Yes. Have they brought tears to my eyes? Yes. Um, but I always find the strength um, to kind of continue when I find difficulties. I could say, of course, I f- I think uh, perhaps, and I I think this may be changing, though. I think this may be uh, really taking a turn. Um, But I find, you know, um, that there possibly may be more respect for men as artists. Um, I have always been very fortunate and um, been very blessed and and very thankful, rightfully so, for that. Um, But... I don't really focus on the difficulties, George. I, 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 I see them, I I encounter them, I tackle them, and then I leave them in the past and move on. So um, I think as, any, as anything in life, there are struggles, but there are lessons. They're kind of, I believe that when before we were born, we sign a contract and we say, okay, I can handle that and I can handle that and I can handle that. Sure, that one's that I'll get over that one, and then we get here and we're thinking, what did I sign up for? What did I? What did I? You know, what did I do? But um, but it all makes everything richer, and it makes it makes the good times ever so so much more beautiful, you know.
1: Mm, yes, agreed. We think of art as a pathway to healing. How has art had a healing element in your life?
2: I, I, am a firm believer that art is, um, extremely healing, not only to us, but to the universe. Um, there have been paintings that I have, I have put my sorrows into and, um, the music is going. It's very intense and my soul just uh, overflows with, pain for whatever reason or whatever is occurring in the universe or in my heart. Um, and, and I release it onto the canvas and it, it, it uh, it's very intense, you know, um, but, but the canvas takes on, has taken on the sorrow and the pain. And um, I also continued to work on those pieces until there's joy because I I really don't want pieces to have so much sorrow hanging in them uh, or going with, you know, just all sorrow. So they they have to have that balance, I believe. But the painting, and this, this may sound a little interesting or strange, but the creative process and the paintings that I create and the relationship I have with that process of creation has been the most fulfilling relationship I have ever had in my
1: whole life. Beautiful. What are some of the challenges you're facing as a Chicano artist today?
2: <sighs> I, I'm I'm trying to think of, of challenges. Um I, I can't say right now that I, I I think the only challenge in in the last uh, couple of years that I've had um, was living in a pandemic um, and the solitude that that I faced personally uh, as a chicana artist um, would be one of the major challenges that I had and so what i what I did a lot during the quarantine was, um, life drawing. I, I searched out life drawing models from all over the world and, um, would paint, you know, maybe four times a week uh, and draw with models. And I have that interaction with people with wonderful, incredible models from all over the world. Um, and, working with those models, you know, I would <clears throat> I would get up and, and go and make my dinner and I could hear some talking in the living room. And it kept me connected uh, uh, to people. And for me that was that that was one of the biggest challenges is the solitude that I had um during that time. Uh the other is relationships with people who uh I've been in um uh, collaborations, maybe, uh, I, well, one a collaboration that that uh, didn't pan out. <clears throat> and that was one that was very difficult for me, but it was a very wonderful learning experience because I learned that <clears throat> in the future, dealing with uh, uh, collaborations, business collaborations or dealing with contracts that I needed to be more um, uh, on top of things. Um, and, uh, as I get more into my career and having these very important, um, exhibitions, there are going to be people, I think that are going to be, um, perhaps coming into my life. And I just need to be very, uh very careful because my art is, is, um, uh, is not only my life, but is, they're, they're my children. They're, they're, um. They're such a big part of me. So, but I'm happy to say that I've I've I really believe my ancestors um, watch out for me, George. I I believe my ancestors protect me very much, and so I I have the uh, I have the security (laughs) of my ancestors and of the other dimension, and and I really believe that I have a a, a, an important path with my artwork and and uh, with the youth with the seniors and with everybody to touch them through my art. And I believe that my ancestors being artists um, are very much uh, in agreement with what I'm doing and, and are protecting me because of it.
1: You have had such an illustrious career as an artist. You've shown in museums and galleries throughout the world. Your art is in some of the most prestigious collections across the United States. What's next for you?
2: Well, um, there's two things, George. Um, what, what's very important to me is, is the process of, of creating the art. So in, in, in that note, um, I, I'm very excited to create some large sculptures with ceramic and metal, and um, that's what's next for me. The other thing is um, seeing other artists and the mediums that they're using. I would like to have a dialogue with the the, the three main mediums that I use um, would be uh, painting. So I would like to collaborate with painting, uh, ceramic, and paper. And uh, have that that uh, that combination, and see what uh, what transpires with that. So that that's very excited for me, uh, exciting for me as far as um, creating art, um, as far as the business part of or um, uh, exhibiting aspect of my art. I'm preparing for the retrospective at the Museum of Latin American Art, um, and um, that that's really a wonderful, uh, empowering process that I've already started, um, with Lourdes Ramos, the director of the museum and with Gabriela, uh, and, um, it's, who's a curator, uh, and we're preparing for a very, um, Wonderful uh, presentation exhibition of of my work, and so there are going to be some new sculptures and some new pieces that people have never seen, and um, I'm really excited about that collaboration with them, um, and so that's that's really what I'm focusing on right now, is that collaboration with the Museum of Latin American Art, and um, preparing my. My children, my works of art, uh, my loves, um, uh, to be on exhibition and and uh, possibly to travel, travel around the world.
1: Right? Isn't there an upcoming movie that has your art featured in it as well?
2: Yes. <laughs> um, so I was contacted by um, uh, Bosch. Uh, it, it's um, it's a, it's it's about Bosch is about. It's B-O-S-C-H and that is on Amazon Prime and it's about a detective and it's um, uh, taken from Michael Connolly uh, books. And so um, Self Help Graphics recommended uh, certain uh, artists and I think they went to different um, uh, studios and they came to mine and then they called me back and said I was chosen. So they asked me to, Send them the high resolution files of my art. And um uh which I did. They they chose oh God, I would say maybe 30 works of art, George. And um they created um these very large prints, I mean very large prints, um for uh, it was it was it's Bosch Legacy, and it's actually in um uh, episode 9 and 10 and so you'll see my artwork in the back and uh and and um, and then on uh episode 10 uh they say have a, she has an exhibition and uh and they actually asked me to make a cameo so i'm at i'm at the exhibition of my art um uh, and the artist is somebody else is playing the artist and that was really wonderful so you know george when i walked in uh, it was lovely. I, I showed up. They said, we'd like to have you on set. Everybody's asking. They want to know who the artist is. And so they drove me in and um, And the woman who, who drove me in said uh, to the woman who's waiting for me, um, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. They all want to meet her, so make sure she meets them. And she says, okay. So they take me in. And, um, I walk in the cameraman and everybody turns around. They're like, are you the artist? Are you the artist? And, uh, and, and it was so, so overwhelming. And I walk into this, this space and it was so beautiful to see how they set up this exhibition <laughs> of my art. And, and at that point, I, I thought of my mother. I thought, oh, mom, you did this, didn't you? <laughs> um, who's, you know, who recently had passed away. Um, and I, I was just, I was so filled with love, George. I was so touched, um, to see my art and to see how they presented it. And it was, it was beautiful. And last night I actually saw the, the premiere of it and with a group of friends and we laughed and, uh, we were watching it and it was just, just absolutely heartwarming and I, I was just so touched that this work that I do um, it is for me it it is it does touch me, but it's for it's for all of you it's to touch you as well, and um, I'm honored to have that responsibility and that's essentially what I live my life for george is to to um to create art and to love through my art, and to hopefully embrace your souls and touch you with my art.
1: And and you have. I know that you have a very philanthropic vein to your artwork, that you are constantly donating art to auctions and and nonprofits and helping fundraise. Uh, One particular experience that I had was that I walked into the East LA Women's Center And one of your beautiful paintings was in the lobby and the joy of being able to sit across from that painting and and just appreciate it in all its grandeur. So yes, we are very appreciative of all that you do and all that you contribute to the world, Yolanda Gonzalez. I'm gonna leave you with one last question. What advice do you have to young Chicana artists out there?
2: Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart pure because that will um, come through your heart. Um, Protect your heart uh, through relationships, all relationships. When something does not feel good, don't do it. And um, and I guess um, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself always. It's not about... um, what other people think, and it's not about the money, it's about what you carry in your heart. Uh, because that's what we take with us when we leave this, this plane. Um, we take everything that we gave and everything that we did here. So I'm very a, a very firm believer of being true to oneself.
1: Lovely, thank you so much. It has been enlightening and wonderful. We will be looking out for your retrospective in 2023 at the Museum of Latin American Art. And in the meantime, if you want to tune in to see Yolanda and some of her work, check episode nine of Bosch Legacy on Amazon Prime. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for joining us on Healing with Dr. George, the Power of Chicano Latinx Art. Please continue to tune into our series as we explore the themes of self and the community healing through Chicano Latinx art. Also, don't forget to visit the website www.latinoarte.com in order to view the beautiful array of Chicano Latinx art that is available to add to your own collection.